Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a show that explores the psychology, emotions, and math of money so you can make better, smarter choices regardless of where you are on the income or wealth spectrums. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons. On today's episode, we're going to talk about a practice called mind mapping. To me, it is a powerful exercise, and it is something that I do all the time. But before we dive into all of that, let me give you a little bit of context. And the context starts with, I was on Karen's show, the Karen Hunter show, a couple of weeks ago. And during it, we were talking about getting paid. Like, how do you evaluate if you're getting paid fairly? How do you know what to ask for? How do you know if an alternative to cold, hard cash is being offered to you, how do you know if that's really valuable? Or even if it's not being offered to you, how do you assess whether it's going to, the opportunity is going to open up doors to other opportunities? Might it give you more exposure? Might it give you more recognition? And as we were talking about this, I shared how mind mapping could be one of those things to help you think through those different elements. And then we went on to talk about pricing what you're worth, which is a phrase that I just really, really dislike, versus pricing for value. And how mind mapping can actually help you with the pricing for value piece. So here's what I want you to know. Today's episode is courtesy of a Twitter comment based upon that appearance on Karen's show. So what does that mean, folks? It means if you leave a comment, whether it's on Twitter or on Instagram, and I can answer it in a follow-up blog post and episode, podcast episode, I will do that. So that is what we are doing here. Um, and I went into a, you know, much more detail then we're gonna go into with this episode on the blog post. So if you wanna check that out, you can go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash mind map dash success. And you can read all of what's there. What I wanna focus on here is I wanna define what mind mapping is for those that are unfamiliar with it. I wanna walk you through how it works, share with you some benefits, and then dive into a example or an example that stems from Julie's Twitter comment, and that is walking you through how would you use a mind map to determine the value and the opportunity of a position that you might be interested in, whether it's at your current place of employment or someplace else. She did not share specifically whether she works um, for herself or whether she works as an employee somewhere else, and it actually doesn't even really matter. I just appreciate that she put this statement out there and this request out there, and so here I am following up with the answers to her comment. So let me first start with defining it. So mind mapping is a non-linear way of collecting data, of looking at ideas, of looking at information, of looking at you know, concepts that you want to explore. And the purpose of mind mapping is to help you with problem solving. It helps you with making decisions. It helps you with plotting out what might be your next steps. 
And the way that you do it, it's actually quite simple. And sometimes the simplicity of it gets lost because people discount it. Don't do that. So here's how it works. You take a piece of paper, <laughs> you draw a circle. You write in the middle of that circle the central idea. That central idea can be the problem you're trying to solve, the question that you're trying to get answer, the challenge that you're trying to noodle through, the desire or the goal that you have, or it can just simply be a thought that you want to explore a little bit more deeply. So that's what's in the circle, and it's one idea per circle. And then what you're going to have are lines extending from that circle. And you actually only draw the lines as the thoughts and ideas about that central theme are coming to you. But those lines, those represent spokes, though they represent threads, they represent branches. So you can think of a tree with a bunch of branches extended from it. You can think of a bicycle wheel and the spokes coming from the center. That gives you a visual, right, of the hub and spoke, if you will, of the central idea and then the things extending from it. And the lines, the threads, the spokes, however you want to refer to it, extending from it, you are either going to write on them or in immediately next to them words, phrases, or symbols that connect to what the idea is that you want to be connected to that central idea. So if in the circle, in the middle of the circle is the central idea, each line represents a sub-idea and some sub-ideas are going to have their own sub-ideas. And if that's beginning to sound a little messy, don't worry, we will clear it up. But even in the messiness, because some mind maps can get a little messy, one of the benefits is indeed some clarity. So let me move on to benefits here. One of the benefits is that when you are mind mapping, you are getting out of your head. You're getting all of the thoughts that you have about that central idea, that, that thing that you have written in the middle. You're getting it out of your head. And the benefit of that, so if the, if the first benefit is getting it out of your head, the second benefit is that the process of doing that actually mimics how your brain works. So when you are creating a mind map, what you are doing is you are giving yourself permission to spread out, to think in many different directions. And interestingly enough, this actually mimics how your brain actually works. It mimics the multiple dimensional reality that's going on inside your head. Um, and it helps you to you know, shift from a tendency to operate in a linear list-based fashion. So here's the thing, you could list all of these, you know, the things that I'm gonna walk you through in just a moment out on a list form, but the problem with that is we tend to, and just think about your to-do list, we tend to, whenever we put something in list form, think that the very first thing that we wrote is actually the very first thing that we need to do. And that's not always the case. It could be that the thing that's right in the middle of your list is the very first thing that you need to do. But you don't see that so clearly when it's in a list form versus when it's in a mind map form. So with the mind map, not only does it mimic how your brain naturally thinks, it helps to give you the flexibility of figuring out where to start and then what might be your next best move afterward. 
So you've got the benefit of getting it out of your head. You've got the benefit that it just mimics how your brain operates in general. And then you've got the benefit of clarity from the standpoint of in the process of getting it all out of your head, it's helping you think through and it's helping you think about not only the central idea, but also the additional ideas that it, it, that it inspires, which could also be you know, things that you may have initially overlooked. So that's the third benefit. Another benefit is that it just helps you with the overall analysis of whatever the central idea is, overall analysis about the problem, the question, the challenge, the desire, the goal, the thought, in that the mind map really is a representation of more than what you see. It shows you the big picture, and it also shows you all of the parts that are associated with it. And that combination helps you to notice patterns and connections and relationships that you would likely miss if you were trying to process all of this in your head. Maybe you can, but the vast majority of us need to have it outside of our heads so that we can see the central idea, how is it connected to the sub-idea, how is that connected to the sub-idea? How is that connected to the sub-idea of another idea? Um, and so, yes, it can get messy, but even in that visual messiness, it still provides a great deal of clarity. And the last benefit, not to say that this is the only, like the, not to say that these are the only benefits, but the last benefit that I want to dedicate our attention to in this episode has to do with creativity. And what I mean more specifically in this instance is that that kind of organically emerges as you're doing the mind map because what it is inviting you to see is possibilities and not just what you can't do, but what you can do or what you might want to consider doing. And in the process, it also challenges you in terms of helping you to recognize when you might be making assumptions that you haven't yet challenged the validity of. So those are all of the benefits of mind mapping, getting it out of your head. It mimics how your brain already works. It provides you with some clarity in terms of identifying you know, patterns and overlooked elements. It helps you to do analysis, and then it helps you to, to think through and think about possibilities. So let me dive into a career example. And as I said, you know, in the blog post, I actually walk through three um, examples. Two are personal finance related, but I wanted to just focus on career in the podcast episode because I think that that is more in line with the follow-up question or statement really from Julie. So let's say you're interviewing for a new job and that job could be one that's at your current place of employment or it could be one that you are um, pursuing at a new company. So when you do your mind map, the title of that position, that's your central idea, that's what's written inside your circle your lines, your spokes, your threads. In this instance, the first piece we're gonna start with are the job responsibilities. So you'd have one line that would be responsibilities. And then you would list out what are the responsibilities. Maybe you're looking at a job description or maybe you're basing that on a conversation that you had with someone. Another line could be tasks because maybe those are different 
than the responsibilities. Another line would be goals. What's the goal of that particular role? Um, and again, you might have sub-responsibilities to that. I mean, uh, sub-ideas to that. What's the role of the position in the department? What's the role of the department in the division? What's the role of the division in the company? What's the size of the team that you're joining? Where is the position that you're interested in? Where is that located in terms of the team's hierarchy? And again, what's the overall job of the position? Like how is the job helping the department, the division, and the company meet its goals? I mean, what problem is the job helping the department or division and company solve? What question is it helping to you know, get answered? What challenge is it helping to resolve or address? Can you see like the value of doing this? So even if you weren't thinking of leaving your job, just imagine sitting down and doing this for your current job and seeing how it could even perhaps open up your eyes to opportunities that you weren't even paying attention to before because you didn't see them before. So that's just the piece around the job. But now let's think about you. And we're still on the same mind, in the same mind map. And you might have it so that, you know, maybe the right-hand side is about the job and all of the things that I've just list listed. And then the left-hand side could be about you. And so here for you, we're going to talk about, for example, skills. So one line could be my skills. And what I'm going to caution you to do is don't just list your skills that are connected to the job. List all of your skills, <laughs> right? So you're going to have a line, skills, and then you're going to have sublines for what those are. You're going to have a line for your gifts. You're going to have a line for your talent. And again, you might want to, you know, describe them in more detail with, again, sublines that are connected to each of them. And what I would also suggest, especially when it comes to the skills and the gifts part, you might want to run it by someone that you know, because they may actually pick up on things that you may be overlooking. So let me digress here for a moment and share with you something that happened over the weekend. I went for a run, which is not unusual because I run a lot, but I wore my running gear to my co-op shift. I'm a member of the Park Slope Food Co-op and I wore my running gear to my co-op shift so that immediately afterward I could just go up to the park and do my run. And I ran into someone who I normally see when I run and they made the statement about how um, they said something along the lines of you are so dedicated to yourself and they were making that in reference to me running. And it was interesting, and they kind of caught me off guard because for me, I'm like, well, I just run. Like, that's just what I do. <laughs> um, it's, it, I've been doing it for so long, and there aren't too many days that go by without me running. But it made me think about, hmm, how often is it the case, and I'm going to presume that it is a lot for all of us, where the thing that we do naturally, the thing that we do innately, to somebody else signifies something. And oftentimes, whatever that is, that's the thing that we're discounting, that we're dismissing. And so for you, there may be a skill, there may be a gift, there may be a talent 
that you might be dismissing because it is just so inherently you that you don't, it doesn't even register for you. So make sure that when you're putting together the, you know, this part of your mind map and you're listing the skills and the gifts and the talent, that when you go to do the sub ideas related to each of those, that you run those past someone that you know and you trust because they might help you identify things that you haven't noted and ought to be on your mind map. So digression over, let me start from the top again. So you're going to have a spoke, your skills, and then, you know, your sub-spokes, a spoke for gifts, a spoke for talent, a line, and I'm interchanging between spokes and line, a line for knowledge, a line for education, Aligned for your experience, your perspective, your values, your personality. Aligned for what is it that you want to be known for? Like what problem do you want to be associated with being able to solve in your particular unique way? But then also, what are your goals? What do you currently earn? What do you want to earn? What do you need to earn? And when you do this, here's the thing you are actually then beginning to package and sell your value. So what do I mean by that? Going back to the top, when we're talking about how I really don't like the term price your worth because I just, you as a, pu a person, you're priceless. So let's shift away from I'm going to price what I'm worth. Or I'm going to charge what I'm worth. Let's move away from that part of the conversation and let's shift it to pricing the value. Because when you look at what we've just outlined and you think about, okay, these are all of the things that I am bringing to the table. That's what you are packaging. That's what you are selling. And what you want to do in this instance when, you know, Julie asks the question about value and opportunity is you want to work on how do you market and communicate that as the answer to what the job is requiring. So how does that package that you're bringing to the table, how does that help the division, the department, the company, what's the contribution to that particular job. So it helps you to figure out what are the things that you need to pull from and pull out that differentiates you from someone else that's probably also going to be putting their name in the hat. And that also becomes the thing that serves as the foundation for what and how you'll convert your package into a monetary value that you can negotiate. So again, you know, going back to the listing of the skills and then the submenus for the things that are connected to, et cetera, skills, gifts, talent, et cetera, you might say, for example, skills, that one of your skills is that you um, are strong communicators, whether that's in writing or oral. You might say that you are a strong researcher, that you are really good at problem analysis, that you're very detail-oriented, that you're a visionary thinker. Knowing what that is is going to help you figure out what you need to emphasize in your package as it relates to the job, that you're interviewing for, that whatever that is in, in, in your central idea for your financial wheel, it's going to help you figure out how do you connect that to the bigger picture in terms of what role that job has in the context of the department, the division of the company. All of that stuff, 
you cannot just have floating around in your head and come up with a synthesized uh, communication uh, plan for packaging and selling what it is that you are bringing to the table. And so when I talk about pricing your value, your value is the concatenation of all of those things, of all of those hubs that we talked about um, in terms of the skills, et cetera, and the sub hubs within that. That's what you are really selling. So can you see how plotting all of this can be really, really valuable and help you with either being satisfied with where you are um, or negotiating your salary and compensation, either where you currently are or where you might want to go? Um, can you see how if, if it is indeed the case that you're getting less money than perhaps you would ideally want, how it might help you to see, ah, but if I do this, it could lead to another door over here or over here or over there. So it helps you to just see not what is on the table immediately in front of you in terms of money, but it could also help you to see what might be on the table in the future in terms of money. So I hope that uh, this answer is the question for you, Julie. You'll let me know if not. But I mind map darn near everything. And I just think that it is such a powerful tool. And yes, you can, you know, get software. And again, I've used it if I'm collaborating with other people. But for the most part, I'm just a pen and paper person. I draw my circle. I put whatever it is that I'm dealing with in the middle of it. I've got my spokes. The spokes come as the ideas or the, you know, around the, around the idea or the concept or questions or challenges come to mind about whatever's in the middle. And I let it breathe for a couple of days and, you know, work with it over the couple of days before I'm like, okay, this is somewhat finished. Now it's time to make a decision about where I'm going to start and what that next move is going to be. What I want to caution you on is do not let the simplicity of mind mapping diminish its profundity because it is truly a powerful tool. And I hope I've been able to illustrate that just in this conversation. I mean, we've just been talking for, what, about 20 minutes or so? I hope I've been able to illustrate the power of this just in terms of things that you may not have even considered when it comes to either the job you have or the job that you want. And for those of you listening that are entrepreneurs and small business owners, you would do a very similar exercise in terms of matching your products and services is either what you currently provide or what you might want to put on the table to provide to your prospects and to your customers. And it's really, what do you bring into the table and how does that match the job <laughs> that you, in terms of your skill set and your package of services and products, are helping your prospects and clients achieve? So those are my two cents on the power of mind mapping. I totally love it. I hope that you will now become a convert and will totally love it as well. So again, as a reminder, you leave a comment on Twitter or Instagram, and it is something that I can answer via a blog post and a podcast episode. Do it, because if I can, I will absolutely follow up and answer you in this fashion. As always, I thank you so much for tuning in. Let us know if you found this useful. Let us know what extra steps you might take, like maybe you do a mind map. Um, and remember, 
We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a rating and review. And if we're not already connected on social media, let's get connected. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Just put my name in the search bar, Jaquette Timmons, and you will find my Twitter and IG handles respectively. Again, thank you. And until next time, remember, it is about more than money.